Beautiful people, welcome to Highly Heard, the podcast where two best friends hip each other to new music, break it down from a slightly skewed musician's perspective, and record it just for you. My name is Rowan Smith. Unfortunately, today, Sybil Chanel is not with me right this second. And I miss her dearly because we haven't been able to get together all summer to record as many podcasts as we would have liked to, especially not enough to justify having an entire feed dedicated to Highly Heard. Uh, But fear not, we're not going anywhere. In fact, we've got an episode coming up for you in just a couple minutes, a, a really good episode. But this feed will no longer be the Highly Heard feed. This feed will be dedicated to a podcast called Deeply Felt. Deeply Felt is still very much rooted in the idea of Highly Heard in that it will still be centered around an album. Uh, but this time I'll be sitting down with other musicians and artists discussing what these albums did for them on a multitude of levels, whether it was something as big as who they are as a musician and how they present themselves to the world as an artist, or something as small as getting an idea for a lyric or for uh, a guitar riff based on, you know, hearing someone else's tune. Uh, more on the inspiration and and creative side of the process rather than the technical side. Now, there still will be those conversations. Me and my uh, my tribe, so to speak, are a bunch of music nerds and 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 pop culture geeks. So we're, there's probably going to be plenty of tangents and and uh, and nerdery to be had but mostly i wanted to focus on the inspiration behind where we come from as artists uh filtered down through one specific album that was groundbreaking or or that that uh, was defining to us so that's what deeply felt will be brand new podcast coming in just a couple weeks mid-september highly heard isn't going anywhere highly heard is becoming a highly heard edition of deeply felt Every few episodes of Deeply Felt, maybe every four or five episodes of Deeply Felt, I will be uh, re-editing, remastering, and reissuing all the old episodes of Highly Heard, as well as any new episodes that she and I are able to get together and record. Again, I love you, Sybil. I miss you. Let's get together and do some more episodes. But until that happens, friends, be on the lookout for brand new episodes of the new podcast, Deeply Felt, coming in just a couple weeks. Uh, In the meantime, enjoy a brand new episode of Highly Heard. So this episode, you gave me a pretty interesting album, and I hope I gave you an interesting album as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Your reactions. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about it. No, it was was a good album. What album did uh, did I give you? You gave me an album called Action Figure Party. Action figure party. I love that. By a dude named Greg Kirsten. Mm, Talented cat. Um, I had no clue who he was when you gave me this album initially. Uh huh. Um, and then, but I told you he he's worked with like everybody. He's one of those guys. You did, and I, you know, googled him or whatever, and looked at his picture, and I'm like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I know this dude. This dude is in. He's one half of another band or group or of a duo, whatever. Sure. That I like called the Bird and the Bee. Right on. I haven't heard that project. Hey, it's they're they're cool. That beans. might be something you want to, might want to toss my way one of these episodes. Okay, yeah, they're cool beans. They're cool beans. But I'm I, this was a cool album, and this was him prior to the beginning of that project. So it's interesting to see the musician that he was mm-hmm. and and where his brain was at, where his musical taste were. And maybe even still lie. Sure. You know? Yeah. Definitely his influences are expressed in this album. Yeah. I mean, I I knew he was a heavy cat when I got the album. It was presented to me like, yo, check out this album. Uh, Heavy musician. You've never heard of him. He's he's basically like a studio musician who got all of his friends together on a bunch of different tracks and recorded this record. And uh I fucking I fell in love and uh, I'm I'm kind of glad we did this album or that we did this episode with this album because uh, I'm I'm excited to learn more about the history of this record that I know very little about to be perfectly honest I just know I love it same with the with the album that I gave you uh huh okay so that'll be cool this will be cool. well you gave me 
uh, hiatus coyote as opposed to coyote or peyote. It's a made up word. Something that she likes to, the lead singer especially, likes to play with her words. Um, and I'm going to talk about that, but yeah, uh, coyote or hiatus coyote. It's hard to say without like getting all mouth mush, without like messing it up, without, because I, I, you want to say coyote. Coyote. Yeah. Hiatus, hiatus coyote. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, What's the album called, though? I forget. Talk Tomahawk. Talk Tomahawk, which is kind of a dope name as well. Yeah. Uh, I Not it's... talk. Talk. What? Well, no, because you know, like people might think that we're saying talk, like T-A-L-K. Uh-huh, but, but it's, it's talk, like T-A-W-K. So I'm trying to like... Talk. It's talk. I'm trying to like say talk. Talk Tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Talk Tomahawk. Talk Tomahawk. <laughs> What's this peyote coyote? <laughs> talk Tomahawk? This week on Talk Tomahawk. Right. It made, you know what it's making me think of? It's reminding me of um, that skit that Mike Myers used to do. Yeah, yeah. Coffee uh, talk. Coffee talk. Coffee talk. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, 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 Barbara Streisand's <laughs> not going to do Broadway. Discuss. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? So, yeah, you gave me Talk Tomahawk. How did you, how did you find this record? Ooh, that's a great question. Oh, I need a second to remember that. Really? Yeah. You know, that's kind of what we do on this podcast, Simple, mm. is we, we, we discuss <clears throat> how we found these albums. I know. Uh, Jesus Christ. It's been so long. It's been a while. Yeah. See? <laughs> See? It got me one time, but it got you today, buddy. It got you. It uh-huh. did get me. Uh-huh. You can't help it. Uh-huh. You can't help it. And you hit it real hard too. <laughs> you were ready. You were ready. You were ready. Yo. Um. Okay. This album. Mm. Honestly, I think I came across this album from a DJ homie. Um. But what sucks is like I'm trying to remember. Like who? This is a tragedy. I don't recall. <laughs> this happened a few times where I'm like, I don't fucking remember. Where I don't where remember. I got this You're from. gonna remember after this too and be upset that you don't remember now. You know what? I'm gonna we're gonna come. I'm gonna have to answer this later on. You yeah. have to splice that in. I'm gonna have it. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. We're we just gonna move on. All right. So uh, let's uh, let's Rochambeau and let's get into it. Talk. Booty let's decide which album we're gonna start around. talking about first. Ready? All right. One, One two, three. three sure. Oh. I won. You did. I you won. Did. Paper beats rock, friends, every time. Paper, yeah. The most ridiculous rule of Rochambeau. Right? <laughs> Paper <laughs> covers rock. I understand the others. Like, I understand the rock breaking scissors. scissors right. I understand scissors, scissors cutting paper. paper. But the paper covers the rock. The rock doesn't just like. Like, break through the, yeah, the paper? I, no. At some point, it, what if it rains? But if you're left to the elements, that paper is not going to do well. At all. That rock is going to stand strong. It'll be there. Uh, I, don't I mean, know. that's where the, the saying is strong like a rock, not strong like paper. Paper. Unless you work for Dunder Mifflin. All right. So uh, let's see. I think I want to talk about Action Figure Party first. Action figure Action party. Action figure party. This record uh, came to me around 2001 when it first came out. My brother gave it to me. Um, and at the time, I was really into the guys that were behind the scenes of albums, not just the guys that were on the covers. And I really wanted to, to learn about the guys that make things happen behind the scenes. So my brother suggested this record to me. I picked it up and I absolutely loved it. But all I ever knew about it is what was on 
the the liner notes. You know what I mean? Right. I never really dug too 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 much further into his career. Also, yay for liner notes. Right, right. You're holding them in your hand right oh, now. The good old days, for sure. Yeah, man. And I I love having liner notes. I love it. Yeah, dude. It's so it's useful and it's it's handy and it's I don't know. It's just it just adds to 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 the the excitement of an album. Uh huh. I agree, and it, it also like like we were talking about earlier it gives you more of an insight into the feel of yeah. of you know it's like, like the vibe that the yeah, artist was going yeah, for yeah, yeah. you know um, anyway what's the first song you want to talk about Green Green from 2001 Action Figure Party figure party 2001 release what's the record label that this came out on do you know give me just a second i do know it came out on the verve the verve the verve which is a universal which is a a universal company or a sub label sub sure you know whatever of universal music right on so why'd you why is this one of the tunes that jumped out at you green all right so first of all the song starts out to me uh both funky as fuck but also amusingly cheesy like cheesy just a little smidgen like it for like the initial like maybe 15 10 to 15 seconds maybe even 20 of the song it made me giggle for a little bit it gave me a little bit of 70s porn style type oh, okay of thing. all the uh the like the ethereal uh the little twinkles that yeah he's yeah it, on it top gave me there. a little gave me a little 70s porn but um <laughs> it does give me a 70s vibe it's really groovy really 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 funky um it's super smooth this suits me because i i've made it clear many times that i have evolved into a jazz head to some degree like i i there's there's a certain style and smoothness to music that i enjoy i really appreciate the horns in this so let me ask you Um, this have i had anything at all to do with your newfound interest in jazz not that but you've definitely you've definitely given me an album or two where i'm like oh sweet like this okay. is this is this is new stuff so i've at least to contributed to yes. your new you've definitely i haven't like i haven't been a cause of it but i've contributed to yeah. it yeah. that's beautiful good 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 so this album uh is first of all this great cursing guy is playing a lot of instruments on a lot of the songs yeah he's kind of all over the place with it which is awesome but he also collaborated with a bunch of musicians that he apparently worked with uh previous previously um as a bunch of the i guess they were like well-known studio musicians Mm -hmm. um so on on this particular song he's got himself he's playing the roads um he's got gabriel mcnair on trombone he's got david reflick Raflick, Raflick, Ra- I don't know. You know what? <clears throat> Forgive me. Sometimes oh, I tear yeah. up a no, person's name. No, you gotta name. understand. Some of these names are difficult. First time. I mean, you no harm. Maybe it's David Ralick. Ralick. Okay. I'm sorry, David. I just want to acknowledge that you were there. You did your thing. You were there, and you did it. Don't don't be you mad. Really did it, man. I mean, no harm, man. You really did it. Um, on guitar, there's Yogi, and uh, Yogi. On bass, no relation to Bear. um i feel like uh it's important to mention david schulman on bass because uh david you did your thing you stayed in your pocket it was nice why do i feel like we've had that name on the podcast before i don't know i don't know i feel like that name has come up on the podcast before it may have david schulman but david schulman now on theremin 
which is that little wow wow. How fucking great is that? How great is that? To have a theremin? To have a theremin. I think theremins are pretty cool, actually. When they're look, when they're used properly, and when they, when it's when it's a sparse use of it, when it's not like the lead instrument, I think theremins are fucking cool. Yeah, they are. I think they're a pretty nifty instrument. <clears throat> um, on theremin, uh, there's Pamela Kirsten. Mm. I was trying Pamela. to figure out Pamela. Yeah, I was trying to figure out who Pamela Kirsten was. Okay, same last um, name, possibly like a yeah, sister, yeah, sibling, cousin, something, some spouse, whatever. So I, I I Googled Greg, of course, pulled up Wikipedia, and I didn't see anything. So then I was like, well, damn, is this his sister? Like, what happened? <laughs> so then I, I go and I put her name in. Well, apparently they were married. Ah. But I feel like, and this is pure speculation. Of course. But I feel like when I Wikipedia'd, when I Wikipedia'd him, I would have expected to find, you know how like they usually they mention like the previous spouse uh-huh. and the current spouse. Yes, there was no mention of a previous, so I'm hoping that things didn't end mm, didn't end poorly. shittily. Right. Yeah. But there was no mention that they were brother and sister or anything. No. But there was certainly no mention that they were married. No. Could it be that they just have the same last name? They were married. They on were her, on her page. Ah, so you found you I found, found yeah the on info. her page it says that at the that at the time that they worked on this album they were married. Wow. So I'm speculating that things didn't mm. end well. Well, that's too bad. They made a it great is. record. They made together. a great record. Is she on every track? She's on quite a few, and she has made quite a career for herself as a theremin as player? a theremin player. For she's, real? she's worked with people that you love, buddy. She's Word. worked with David Byrne. Right on. You adore David Byrne. I do. Yeah, David she's Bourne. Born. Damn <laughs> it, Born. <laughs> the Bourne I, I felt, identity. I felt it happen. <laughs> I did. I felt it. I'm like, burr, yeah. But she's worked with him. Um, she's worked with uh, Bela Fleck. Mm. She's she's done some things. By the way. Yeah. A Bela Fleck album is soon to come on this podcast. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I'm not was, mad at that at all. I was listening to some Bela Fleck the other day and I was like, you know what? This might be a good one to give to Sybil that she might actually find some things she enjoys about. She's even worked with Yoko Ono. I just have to oh, put that out there. Oh, no. <laughs> hey. 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 <laughs> on some, uh, some uh, experimental scream pop. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's where we need to go. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's the music of the future. <laughs> Experimental screaming. Scream you know? Pop. All right. What's the next we'll song? We'll call it Angst Pop. Angst Pop? Yeah. Okay. That's I mean, a whole I genre. Like a, I feel like there's already a lot of that. There's already a lot of Angst Pop. All right. So what's the next song you want to talk about, Sybil? Hey. There we go. <laughs> um, Let's talk about No Sleep. No Sleep from Greg Kirsten's Action Pick No Sleep, Greg Kirsten's action figure party on The Verve. I really like this one. This is one of my favorite ones. I really like the vibe on this one. This is a really good song. Um, This song was actually written by Pamela. 
Is that right? Go ahead, Pamela. Yeah, Pamela did this one. All right, Pamela. This is a really good song. It also gives me a 70s type of thing. Sure. Um, With the heavy roads Mm -hmm. um, and the bass line and the the guitar and the way in which it's being strummed. You know what I mean? Um, I get why this album, or at least to me, it makes sense that this album is called Action Figure Party. Um, I could totally see this being like the background to like something that would look very comparable to a uh robot chicken episode mm, okay and it being the fight kind of like the, the liner notes yeah you know what i mean yeah like right, i right. see it it makes sense dude to me the reason i feel like when i knowing the history of the album a little bit and knowing like who's on it <clears throat> where these guys come from i kind of feel like action figure party is a comment on the fact that they're all kind of the unsung heroes of of a lot of albums right I, I, and they're all kind of teaming up to form their own super group or or a party as it were an action figure party right they're all kind of like you remember um hong kong fooey no hong kong fooey was this cartoon about uh this dog that said he knew kung fu but really didn't and there was this cat that would follow him around and and do everything for him but he would think that he did it or he would take credit for it and he was the main hero but the cat kind of did all the shit behind the scenes gotcha i feel like these guys are the cats of gotcha. hong kong fooey gotcha right gotcha. gotcha okay that makes sense to me <laughs> um uh there was some there was like you know these are obviously some if you listen to the album you'll know that you'll hear that these are some really talented people and there's like a, even a, a a random pop-up by flea mm. who is someone that a lot of people come on man flea's dig. flea's a great bass player i mean a lot of people will say what you want about him he's i i find him to be a very diverse and influential bass player word you know what i mean um, he's definitely been in the game for a while earned some stripes mm-hmm. you know what i mean oh for sure um so to have someone that's that well known, uh-huh. you know, also be a part of this, it's like yeah. oh shit. Yeah, man. Um, now he's not gonna be. He didn't play on the songs that I'm talking about, but he did uh, make an appearance okay. on the album. All right. Well, who's on this track? <clears throat> on this track, we've got Greg again on the Friend of Rhodes and the piano. Um, the important person, or they're all important, but the person I want to mention is the bass player. Okay. Mike Elizondo. Mike, I enjoyed you on this tune, sir. Mike Elizondo. Yeah, I dug you on this tune. We've got Yogi on guitar. Yogi was on the last tune. Uh, and on drums, we have Jose Pasillas uh-huh. or Pasillas. I'm not right. sure. Not I don't sure. want to. I apologize <clears throat> for Again, any mistakes. Highly heard, I, we have to have highly heard music and uh, uh, food analogies. We have to have highly heard food analogies alongside of name, like constant name butcherings. True. We have to True. have like like name sacrifices on this show, <laughs> and I I don't want to do that. I mean no harm. Please know that that's never intentional. Um, but yeah, Jose, his pocket was tight on yeah. this one. This was a really really good tune. I really dug this tune. Um, I like it too. I like. I mean it. The overall energy on the album, uh, it's it's pretty constant. There's a couple of songs that stand out. Uh, from the crowd in kind of, I want to say genre, like they kind of deviate from the, the, the blueprint of most of the tunes, but by and large, this, this album gives you a pretty constant energy, a pretty constant vibe. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's the last song you want to talk about? The last song I want to talk about is called flow flow from action figure party. Thank you. 
Flow from 2001 release Action Figure Party. This is one of those songs I was talking about that kind of stands out from the kind of electronic sounds that are on a lot of the other tracks. This song <clears throat> just tickles my fancy something serious. Oh, it's so good. This song is pure jazz to Rich. me. And I lied earlier when I said that Flea wasn't on um, this is, a song that I was going to talk him? about. This is Flea. This is Flea right showing here, off some serious right jazz chops right now. And Mr. listen to that Mr. tone, Mr. Funky man. Slap. Dude, listen to that tone. People, I've, I've had arguments with people that say that Flea is like a one-trick pony. He's just a slap guy, whatever. Listen to this. Listen to this. That tone is rich. And he's listening. He's supporting right now. Yeah, he is. You know? He's, he's, staying, he's staying right in his groove. He's a good addition. And he's letting the keyboardist, he's letting uh, Greg mm-hmm. go. Oh, and yeah. the drummer. Yeah. Well, when they're both going but crazy, he gets I mean, his he's got to he have his, his pocket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've got Flea on a track, you got to give him his due, right? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, this... This one makes me feel good. This, yeah, man. This is, I mean, this is six six minutes and eight seconds of yeah. The piano playing is top notch. Yeah. Bass player, like we said, supportive. And so Very is the drummer. Supportive. The drummer's giving you organized chaos in the back. Well, the drummer, great. the drummer is supporting while also kind of soloing. It's, yes. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting. Yeah, Gary balance. Novak on the drums. Gary, you're walking the line very nicely, man. He's giving you organized chaos back there. Mm-hmm. So it's just drums, bass, piano on this track. Yes. So it's uh, Gary Novak, Flea, and Greg Kirsten. And on Greg piano. Kirsten. Yeah, man. This is. I mean, overall, I feel like this album is a really good instrumental album, save for that one track. There's one track. Uh, the one track that I would that I could have uh, not. The one track that I could have not heard uh-huh. was uh, Clock Radio. And that's the one with, with vocals. The only yes, one with the only vocals. one with vocals. Uh, and is Greg singing that? Yes, <clears throat> he is. Uh, I I agree. I like his uh, instrumental stuff a lot better a lot than, his, more. than his vocal stylings. Yes. Um, but I will say that if, he's gonna, if there's going to be one song on the album that has singing like his, it would be radio it's yeah. got that vibe to it it's not like his it's not like his voice sounds out of place on that song but when you put it in line with the rest with of these everything else that's happening on this album it's it just it's out of place right right so or okay. seemingly out of place to us again everybody every every artist has a vision mm-hmm. when they when they make their exactly. their music when they create an album because again an album is a creation it's it's a person or a group ideally putting together you know like a bunch of different ideas and forming that into one thematic thing oftentimes mm-hmm. and that shit's hard it is it's very hard shit's one of my very mantras, hard one of my mantras when i'm listening to albums you give me is nobody sets out to make a bad record nobody puts all that work and all that time and all that energy into making shitty music on purpose right it may no, no. it may accidentally happen it may just be shitty to some people by accident right but <clears> that but was never the goal to be. never exactly. the goal exactly so uh in keeping that in mind with that one track on here that you would tend to skip because of uh because of the vocals uh what grade would you give this album overall um i would give this album a solid b a solid B. A solid B. Um, I enjoyed the album. I enjoyed the the musicality. Uh, I enjoyed the concepts and the trips, the journeys mm-hmm. that the songs took me on. Um, <clears throat> I think everything was well done, um, but I also it gets a B for me because it wasn't anything new and inventive. Mm. You know what I mean? It was it sure. was like it was like hey these are these are different genres or this is a a a a type of music that inspired me and that mm-hmm. I've always wanted to 
touch mm-hmm. and he did sure. you know what i mean and i think he touched it and he touched it nicely he touched it well yeah but you know i think that for his <clears throat> for the first record that he put together that was all him that was like his ideas, predominantly him that was his ideas his, you know a lot of his arrangements this this he he put his name on this this was him stepping out of the background so right. to speak right uh i'm gonna give it an a minus word because there's there's maybe a couple songs that i skip not because they're bad songs but it's just not my my gig yeah there's a few but right you know but yeah i'm gonna give it like an a minus but uh it's definitely one of those records that uh i played out you know this was still back when music was special i found this i found this record when music was still something you kind of had to seek out and yeah. it was hard kind of hard to find this sometimes and still in the days of cds man. exactly exactly when that was like yeah yeah, yeah. it wasn't like you could just google everything i mean you could but i didn't have a computer back fuck i couldn't afford a computer dude and and i mean <clears throat> also for what it was in the time like dude it's a dope album i'm oh, not knocking i'm not knocking at all yeah um but yeah i give it a solid solid b you give okay. it an a minus give it an a minus i'm gonna give it an a minus uh the next record the album that you gave yeah me. yeah so talk about it how do you how do you talk, feel about let's this talk record? about talk tomahawk ah so first things uh this album this album itself wasn't brought to me but someone put me on to um a song from the album um do me a favor let me see right quick i know you're gonna edit that out so i don't feel bad about it okay boom okay all right so yeah i know i got it boom 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 okay this album was an npr find npr yes this was an NPR find. Um, the the you know I forget the woman's name, <clears throat> but she's been on NPR forever. Terry Gross. Yes. Yeah. It was like playing in the background of her like making an announcement, or, like mm-hmm. ending like a bit of a show, and then like you know how they do. Sure. They'll play some dope shit. If anyone ever listens to NPR, NPR will randomly play some of the dopest fucking music <laughs> as a little. Flash yeah, just at the snippets. end of a segment or beginning of mm-hmm. a new segment or yeah. like in an announcement. And I mean, like, it'll really be some fresh ass shit. Sometimes. So <clears throat> this was playing in the back. And I remember being like, what the hell is that? What am I listening to? And it was it. It was something I hadn't it was it was something I hadn't heard before mm-hmm. because the, the lead singer was kind of like following along the music more so as an in my opinion more so as an instrument than as like lead vocals okay um and i thought that that was interesting at least yeah <clears throat> you know what i mean yeah um a lot of jazz musicians do that a lot of jazz vocalists do that um but she was not doing it in jazz she was doing it in like I don't know what this is. Experimental. It's, I mean, it's experimental something. It's kind of it's there's a neo there's a neo soul thing to it. There's it, there's a but there's there's a jazz there's element. There's also like some some real skittery like almost like a Portishead element to it mm-hmm. at times, you know what I and mean? And what was Portishead? Portishead's considered trip hop. So mm. there's a there's there's that. This this is actually I would go with that a little bit more. This this album kind of hit me as like a, a a different spin on trip hop, like okay. a, a, a trip hop rendition or a, like a something like that. Right anyway, so um, long story short, heard that in the background. Um, went on, I downloaded the NPR app uh-huh. on my phone and started like searching through like uh, music that they recommend or whatever, like whatever I could find that would have something to say about NPR and you know maybe uh-huh. could lead me to that information. Uh, and they popped up with this, with us, with this album, uh, or at least at the anticipation of the album and like a single. Sure. And so I was like, okay, well, cool. Played it, f- fell for it. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? And then when the album dropped, of course I was on it. Um, fell for it hard. Went to, actually took a road trip to Austin to go see them. Wow. Dope, dude. Sat on the edge of the stage. Huh. Dope, dude. Right, I sat right behind the fucking keyboard player. Nice. Just dope, chill. Nice, nice. It was, it was dope. Like I, this, this band, 
this band had me has me we'll say has you yeah you still you still follow their their newest releases and everything i have listened to some of them do you like them as much as the mm, original Not as much, because that's a big question for a lot of bands. Not like, as much, but that, their, that second album, the second the second album's got up. some dope Johns on it too, though. Like, right. but I guess this this album this album really got me with Nakamura. Okay, but anyway, right on. We'll get on to the word, right. you know. Well, the first song on uh, Talk Tomahawk from Hiatus Coyote that I'd like to talk about is uh, the opening track Mobius uh, Mobius Streak I almost called it Steak Mobius Streak Talk Tomahawk. Talk Tomahawk. Talk Tomahawk from. And what uh, year did this come out, bro? Coyote. Uh, 2013 came out. Um, This album I found pretty interesting. Like, well, very interesting. Uh, They have. They pop in and out of songs with really um, poetic and esoteric lyrics, sung with a voice that is being used to affect the music not mm-hmm. like not she's not like showing off her vocal talents by any means she's like it's an instrument it's part of the band yes you know very much so i dig it um when i first heard her voice i thought she was the lead singer from the asteroids which was kind of like a mod pop band from a few years back but then she started doing all this cool shit and i was like oh no that's not her <laughs> <Different> <laughs> But what? But one thing I noticed about her lyrics. Well, first let's let me talk about the members of the group. Lead vocals. Uh, Hiatus Coyote is a future soul quartet formed in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. The members are Naomi Napalm Southfield on vocals and guitar, Paul Bender on bass, Simon Maven on keyboards, and Perrin Moss on drums and percussion. Uh, they've been nominated for Grammys. Yeah. Uh, they've been noticed by Q-Tip, Eric Badu, all these great people that I'm a big fan of. I'm surprised I haven't heard of these guys beforehand. Back to this woman's lyric writing. Very poetic. A lot of it seems to be up for interpretation. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, but she also likes to do that thing that uh, some of my least favorite rappers like to do. That whole like... 
justice is just us, just ice. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like she, she'll use the term for, for instance, in this song, Mobius streak, uh, try angels, try angles. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And, uh, it's another thing that she, she, she does it a few times. I'll bring it up again in one of the other songs I'm talking about, but that's probably my least favorite thing about this woman's deliveries. You know, lyrically and sonically. I love the way she's using her voice. Like I said, it's understated, but it's also affected, very affected. She's using it instrumentally, very hip. And where the music changes is very often unpredictable. Yes. The melodies are not like stock melodies. You know, it's not like something you can sing along with right away. No, you no, no. listen to it a few times. And then you catch it. And then you catch it. And, and when you do, it's it's hip it's cool shit man i i'm i'm a fan one thing i am not a fan of about this band is their album artwork i don't like their album artwork it's not indicative of how good this band is um album covers are part of how i make my living and i look at that and i think that artist just took food out of a good artist's mouth you know what i'm saying (laughs) um i guess all i can say is don't judge an album by the cover because this band in particular um is much better than their album artwork would suggest (laughs) uh the second song i want to talk about on this album is called lace skull Ooh, yeah this is a good one Coyote, 2013 release, Talk Tomahawk. Uh, I gotta say, Paul Bender, your bass playing on this track is phenomenal. Like, truly phenomenal. Another thing I like about this singer, she uh, she sings in a very thick Melbourne accent, and uh, I, I like it. Okay. I like okay. it. It adds to that effect. It adds to kind of the attitude of the whole thing. It gives it kind of a, a, a street edge because she's talking with like her her street accent. She's singing, she's talking, talking Tomahawk with her natural accent. It's not, uh, it's, she's not doing an American thing. She's also not doing like uh, uh, an upper class thing. She's doing like her accent. It's a beautiful, I, I love, I love band. You remember that band back in the day, the I Would Walk 500 Miles guys? Yes. I loved them because they sang in their accent. They did. It added to the thing. It, it added it to did. the thing. It did. Right? You're right. <clears throat> Forgot about the the twins. But yeah, you're right. She does. She does sing with her accent. She doesn't downplay it. No. And the drummer on this track is is killing. I mean, she's she's actually a really uh, capable guitar player. Like, she's quite good. She is. She's not like ripping any face melting solos. No. But she's what good. I enjoy about her most, though. I can't lie, is how she uses her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she is intriguing as fuck to me for that. It's artistic. Her yeah. choices are very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I will say that. And you're right. They're, the lyrics are totally oftentimes left to interpretation and they're very poetic and you can kind of get that she's talking about something you can like oh this song is about love but like some of the lines are very interpretive i agree i agree it, but it adds to the free-flowing element of this album oh for sure because that's one thing i'll give this album minus uh there's one i feel like there's one no, not even. I, I was gonna say there's one like moment where it gets a little like chaotic, but even in that, mm-hmm. it's still there's a, a couple flow. of there's a couple of instrumentals that I tend to skip because they have these real chunky drum lines to mm-hmm. them. But it's not even that smooth. It's like it's almost mechanic in a way. And it's not. There's no groove to it it's very mechanical very um and you're not there for it i'm not there for i and it's just the drums everything else about those tracks are kind of cool but they do this thing on this album where they jump from very melodic sweet sounding cool jazz songs to to like out there short instrumental breaks that some of which are dope some of them are dope like I, i love ocelot I feel like other yes, Ocelot's cool. I feel like other ones serve as a palate cleanser. I was just I was just gonna say Almost. that. Like I was literally thinking yeah. that. Like just a, like a, all right, now let's let's refresh, refresh, and, and then, here's where we're gonna go now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The last song I want to like talk a taster. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last song I want to talk about is uh, Nakamura featuring Q-Tip from Talk Tomahawk 2013. Coyote or Coyote Hiatus 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 Coyote Simply 
Nakamura featuring Q-Tip from Talk Tomahawk, Hiatus Coyote. All jokes aside, I know I've been fucking around about the name and everything, but I really do enjoy this band mostly. Like the majority yeah. of the shit on here is stuff that I is right up my alley. I I really do like it. In fact, this tune, I wish there was more of this kind of shit on the record. Like it for me, this record is almost lovable. It's there are lovable tracks on here, but I can't say that I love the whole record. I just can't because it's there's too many times when it steps away from the things I love. You know what I mean? It's like I'm eating a delicious salad and so, suddenly I come across a fucking mushroom or some shit. It's like I love everything else, but this mushroom is killing the vibe. You know? <laughs> I, I get that. Um, this album, there are there are a couple songs on this album that I have skipped, but overall, I. Felt, I, I dug this album. This album was um, creative to me. Very, um, very creative. And I appreciated. And I, well, I should. I, I, I'm speaking past tense. This album is creative to me, mm-hmm. and I appreciate. You know, and it was. A, I think it's a dope introduction. Oh, for sure. To for a band to a band like, yo, it is. You know, it is. a debut, John. Like, yeah, it is. Like, I, I, you know what though? They could have cut a couple of those little one to two minute instrumentals and put out an EP that was a hundred percent strong. That's again, subjective. It's right. Right. Again, it's all about their vision. Uh, Just from, and some of those little pop-ups are dope. Some of them are dope. Some of them are dope. Ocelot is, I enjoy that. I wish there was Mm. more of Ocelot. The one thing I don't like about this song is the hook on it is perhaps the most simple uh lyrical presentation on the entire album i love you i do i love you yes i do it's like everything else on this album is so poetic and metaphorical and 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 you know up for interpretation and then suddenly she comes with like the most cliche line you can sing in a love song but even that, though, like I mean, I'm not saying she it gave doesn't you, work. She I'm gave not you, it doesn't work. but now listen, she did give you a simple line, but she gave you a a unique delivery. Sure, I guess. I mean, this is one of those songs you could sing along with right away. Yeah, but you can. I, but I did say that I would, I would have liked more of this on the record. But the so first not, time you heard not, it, you couldn't. The first time you heard it, you were like, "Wait, what?" Mm, the "Love You I Do" part, like, as soon it, it she was repeating it, it was. It was a lot more predictable than the majority of the rest of her her lines on this record. I'm just saying, lyrically, I feel like she stepped it up so so much on some of the previous songs as far as, you know, the esoteric and artistic writing goes. She could have done better on that hook. But I feel anyway, like she just gave you, I feel like she gave you basic lyrics, but she tried to give it to you with a unique delivery. Which I'm always a fan of. Regardless, I like the song. That's why I talked about it. Um... One of the more predictable tunes on the album. One yeah. of the more like sing alongs. One of the, yeah, one of the more radio friendly tunes on the well, album. I was gonna say I love Q Tip's verse. That that was the remix. I love his verse on that record. Um, overall, I think this album gets a B plus from me. B plus okay. is is around because there's there's a lot that I skip. Um, but even that stuff is is well put together and well done. It's just not my bag. So again, with the understanding that nobody sets out to make a bad album or a bad song, none of those songs are actually terrible. Um, right. It's just not my thing. The majority of the record, though, is completely my thing. So B plus for Talk Tomahawk. Um, I am a little bit more impressed with the album than you are, which is mm-hmm. Kosha. I give it a solid A. Okay. Um, for uniqueness. Um, I give it a solid A for execution. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I admit that I don't fully understand the vision, and thus the whole package. Either. Sure, I don't. Uh, there are some songs that I skip. I mean, that cover art put me off. I'm not gonna lie. See, it put and me off. That, fair enough, and because you know we all have our things that we're into, so I get it <laughs> and I respect it. Um, but. This album still to me was um, 
just just inventive. Mm, very. And it's and extremely it's, extremely. I'm not taking anything away from it with that B plus. And There's for that just, alone, I'm gonna give it a solid A. Solid A. Okay, so B plus for me, uh, not for lack of of goody yum stuff, uh, but for just a little bit too many mushrooms in the delicious, otherwise delicious salad. Fair enough. Um, and I will about, admit, her voice gets on my nerves a little bit sometimes. Really? There, are, there are moments when her voice is irritating to me. I'll admit that. There are moments. Yeah. But I still like the way that it's used. I like I like that it's an effect. Sure, I agree. I agree. I think the way she used it was uh like I said, it was it was very much like an instrument, very much part of the band. And it worked yeah. it worked very well to great effect in, on most of the stuff. Uh every once in a while you're right. Every once in a while I was like, oh, what was that? But by and large, I love I, I really did enjoy this record. So a B plus from me a for you what did we do I did an A minus for the action figure party and you gave it a what a solid B a solid B so there you have it folks both albums worth listening to worth putting your money on I loved uh, action figure party years yeah, ago and I still out, do man. revisiting that album brought me back man it really it's definitely did. worth a listen folks like, it look is. it up check it out and uh, talk tomahawk don't let the album art fool you that is a dope record <laughs> <laughs> Uh, check that out uh, Sybil where can the people find us if they want to stay in touch with us ladies and gentlemen if you want to find us you can find us on Twitter at Heard Highly because Highly Heard was taken uh, you can find us on Instagram Highly Heard we are on SoundCloud Stitcher iTunes just Google just Highly Google Heard Podcast and we're out there friends so thanks again for listening to Highly Heard the podcast where we dig for music so you don't have to peace person I want to mention is the bass player, Mike Elizondo. Mike, I enjoyed you on this tune, sir. Yeah, he was dope. He was yeah, really good. I dug you on this tune. Also, uh... Also, we can pronounce your name, sir. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, uh, on drums, mm. Jose... <laughs> 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 Jose Pasillas Pasillas I feel awful I feel bad for this but I'm like oh mm. mm. alright continue <laughs> Jose! <laughs> okay. Jose. Jose Pasillas? Pasillas? Okay. Pasillas. That, is there an L in it? There's two L's. Pasillas. But you know, usually it's like the LL is ya. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's like, are, you, are you sure? <laughs> is that a rule? Think about it. Dog, I don't Dude, know. Think about it. Tortillas. It's the L. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a word that's easy that everybody knows. But the the Y, the the double L is a Y. It's a Y. Oh shit. Oh. So I think it's it's pasillas, Mm. but I. I, I, Okay. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Here, you look at it and see oh, what you say. Oh, that's funny. It's, uh, uh, where are we at? No, it's upside down, bro. Um, right here. Jose. <laughs> where? Right here. Jose is over here in the corner. Jose Pasillas. <laughs> it's tiny. It's so tiny. It is! That's why I think I fucked up old boy name. Reflick, relic. I can tell. Is that it's a Pasiltas? Pasiltas? I don't. I think it's two L's. Jose, you're dope, homie. That's all you need to know. Fuck. Right? Let's just keep it moving. Who else? <laughs> we spent enough time with Jose. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. And Yogi, again, is on guitar. Yogi on guitar. Right on. Yogi coming through with the melodies. Ooh. I really like it. 
Jose Pasillas. 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 If you're an American, and if you're a real American, you pronounce it Pasillas. You pronounce every one of those fucking letters the way they're supposed to be pronounced. Pasillas. You know what? There's something that I really enjoyed about that. His name is Josie Pasillas. I support it. Oh my God. That might be one of my favorite uh, voices of yours, dude. That just tickled me. Jose Pasillas. His name is Josie Pasillas. Josie Pasillas. Josie Pasillas. You can play the hell out of that bass. Yes. Yes, Josie. Yes. Oh my God. If y'all only that knew what bass. we went he played through. drums, did he? Drums. Drums. Right. Fuck. All right. Fuck it. If you guys only knew what we went through for that. Mm.